0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: So, this morning, I'm going to give you all <clears throat> what I feel like are ten of the most important ways that you can make money this month in your business. So, number one, we're going to go super, super, super basic and we're gonna talk practical and tactical. If you do not have a chart of accounts and a profit and loss statement in your business, that is an absolute must. So let's talk about those two things. A chart of accounts is the way that you are recording revenue in to your business and expenses out of your business. It's literally just a way for you to record that stuff. And you can do it in a fashion that you categorize things, marketing, salaries, cost of sale. This is a way for you to plug in all of those things. It's the chart of accounts and keeping a record of that that then feeds what would be your profit and loss statement, because your profit and loss statement is actually going to calculate these numbers for you. Now, I highly recommend that you hire a CPA or some type of accountant to do this for you, because quite honestly, It's just send it to a professional. For the amount of money that it costs, it's very simple to have a professional do it. Now, what I want you to hear and what I'm saying is have a professional do it, yet you should always be looking at it. And anyone that is running a business that is successful is looking at a profit and loss statement minimum one time a month. Now, the way that I have it set up in my business is my CPA will send me first and foremost an income statement. So we have an agreement. I told her that I would like to receive my profit and loss statement by the 15th of every month and I'll receive it the 15th of February, the P&L that I'll be receiving is the one for January, so by the 15th of February I should have the P&L in my hand. Prior to receiving the P&L though, about a week or a week and a half before, she actually sends me what's called an income statement and that is a statement of all the money that came into my business so I can confirm that it was recorded properly. Now, depending on what type of business that you have and depending on how often you're actually receiving funds into your business, excuse me, you need to find a way to get those to your CPA. So for me, it happens usually at the beginning of the month. My CPA has access to my business bank account. And then if I do any type of charging to a business credit card, which I do have, then I send her that credit card statement once a month. So I have to make sure that I get her those things prior to that week really the week before the 15th of the month so that she can get all those numbers in and then she sends me an income statement. I confirm that she has recorded all the money that's come into my business and then she will then finish up the P&L by making sure that she has my credit card statement, <clears throat> any checks that I wrote for the businesses, she's got access to my bank account, she can also see any debits that I've had come out of my bank account. And with all that information, she's able to provide me with a profit and loss statement. And this is huge. Because one of the best ways for you to cut costs in your business on a monthly basis is for you to go through that P&L. Like, you should be looking at it and asking yourself, how do I cut it? Can I cut it by 5%? Can I cut it by 10%? What is it that's showing up on my P&L that I'm not using? And I'll be completely honest with you. If you go through your P&L, anything ending in 99 cents is probably insignificant. And the importance of this is that as you start to build your business or if you've got a business off the ground and you continue to grow it, you're gonna have things that you sign up for that you forgot you even had. You're gonna have things, systems and and technologies and things of that nature that you adopted at one point that you're not really using. Or even more importantly, it's not really making you any money. And so we can forget about these things as we grow our business and scale our business, we forget about the things that we have. So the P&L, that profit and loss statement, and it keeps us accountable to those things. And when I look at mine every single month, I'm like, did I use that this month? Am I getting any type of return on that? And if the answer is no, guess what? I'm going back and I'm cutting it. I don't need it anymore. So if you ask yourself, how do I cut by 5% or how do I cut by 10%, that's a really great thing to do. Go through it. And then also what this does for you is for those things that you have set up in your business that perhaps are reoccurring, when those costs go up, you're aware of it. So sometimes I'll see charges on my PL and and i will go, well, wait a minute, why was it so high this month? Now, it could be because I added on an additional service to it or I added on something on top of it and that's okay. Yet what I want you all to hear in this is by looking at it every single month, it causes me to ask questions in my business. If I'm not looking at that and I don't have one of these every single month to look at, then I don't know. Money can be, just be flying out the window and I would have no idea about it. Now, in addition to that, a P&L will show you the money that came in, so how much money did I earn, where did my money go, and how much did I actually keep, and that's the net number at the bottom. So you should be able to see what you're netting in your business every single month. Are you in the red or are you in the black? And sometimes you could absolutely be operating a lean, mean machine and still asking yourself, how do I make more money to the bottom line? And this is one of the things that I learned early on. I adopted a credit card for the business. Now, I want to be very clear about what you're hearing come out of my mouth. I'm not telling you to go get a business credit card and run it up and never pay it off because you don't have the money. I got to a point in the business where I then had funds in my account and I knew that I could get a business credit card and I could put things on it only that I needed for the business and I could pay it off. And the reason that this is so important is because prior to that, I just had everything debiting out of my business account. And I thought to myself, well, I've got personal credit cards. And I literally run very tight when it comes to funds. Like, I am very frugal when it comes to money. And so I said, well, what if I use, cause on my personal credit card, I was getting rewards or cash back. I said, well, what if I do the same for my business? So I grabbed a business credit card and it is a, uh, sparks credit card that earns me. I think it's 1.5. It might be 2% now, 2% cash back on everything I spend. So I got the business credit card and I started running everything in the business through that. The business credit card is set to pay off the statement or the statement balance in full Every single month on its due date so that I do not incur interest, thus allowing me to take all the cashback rewards that I'm earning and those go straight to my bottom line. So right now that's about six, $700 a month. Straight to my bottom line. That's just like free money by just getting a credit card. So, that is one option if you can be responsible and not run it up and then not pay the bill because the whole point is to not incur any interest. You're just looking for free money to the bottom line. Some people will use cards that allow them points, travel points, hotel points, because that's a big part of what they do. So, there are a lot of different cards out there that can get you those rewards points or that cash back that can really earn more money to your bottom line in your business. All right, tactic number two is renegotiating with your preferred vendors. So those vendors that you're using on a regular basis, are you using all of the services that they're providing? Could you potentially cut down on some things? Maybe you don't need the platinum package yet. You could move to the gold package. So again, the PL is going to help you in this because it's a recordation of everything that you're doing in your business and go back and negotiate with those vendors. We're not using the platinum package anymore. We could be using the gold package though, or perhaps, and we did this through the pandemic. When we shut down for the pandemic, there were a lot of services that we had to go back and we're like, we're really not using that. We're really not using that. And when we took it to our vendors, they said, well, Hold on a second. Before you cancel, what about this option or what about that option? So we were able to renegotiate with a lot of the vendors that we were using. And I would highly recommend that you do that. And you do it often. Because if you're not using the services, or if there is an opportunity for you to get a discount for what it is that you are using, I would absolutely make sure that you're having those conversations. In addition to that, those vendors that you're literally referring people to. So if you're really working that business to business relationship, there are a lot of preferred vendors like I'm in the real estate space. So any transactions that we would do, we would send them to one title company and the buyers that we were working with, we would have a preferred lender that we would have. We'd have a couple preferred lenders, actually. And so we were sending them a lot of business every single year. And so with that, you can also talk to them about what that could what that? How that could benefit you? How could that come back to you? Maybe they give a discount to your clients. Maybe they give a discount to any personal deals that you're doing. So think about that as well. If you're sending someone a whole bunch of business, I would definitely talk to them and negotiate a win-win relationship for how it could benefit you in the long run. Number three is getting your current customers to buy more. So a lot of the times we focus on brand new business and that is absolutely important to our business. Yet what about the people that are already in our business? Is there an opportunity for them to use us again? Can we upgrade them? Perhaps we sell services. Maybe they've purchased one service in our business. Are we funneling them into another one? I'm in the coaching space. So when I think about that, I think, well, not everybody's ready for that one on one, like true, like custom in-depth coaching. Yet I could get somebody into my world that's doing maybe subscription stuff online and then that would filter into something like group coaching and they can upgrade in that regard and then from the group coaching they can go into the one-on-one coaching and then when they're one-on-one coaching with me maybe there are some opportunities for me to consult them in other places that maybe we're not cover that we're not um covering in our coaching so current customers is there a way for you to get them to upgrade in services buy another arm of of a service that you have in your um in your business versus just looking for new business. Now, you can also do this through things like educational stuff, classes, maybe you run masterminds, maybe you have an awesome community that you start to build in your organization. And it could be a subscription to a community. I mean, a lot of you partake in the um, in the champion circle. That's something that's something that you all get a lot of value out of. So you could potentially do something like that in your business as well. Now, the next step that I'll tell you is time audits. And nobody likes me when I say this one, because it's super, super, super tedious. And yet I promise you, if you do this exercise, it will change the way that you look at the way you're spending your time. And I did this exercise personally. Now we know that when we say, oh my gosh, we're busy. And oh my gosh, I don't have any more hours in the day to do what I need to do. Are we really spending all that time doing things that are dollar productive, or that really are like our highest and best use of our time? The answer is no. And so often our intentions are so great and yet we lose track of what we're actually doing. So I did this exercise over a two week period and it was very tedious. And those highs, high D's in the room, you all are going to hate me for this. Yet if you do it, I promise it'll change your world. I wrote down every single thing I did And and here's the great part about this exercise is first and foremost, I thought I did a lot, yet I got massive clarity when I did this. When I finally wrote down everything that I did, and I did this over the course of two weeks because you can't sit down in one setting and go, I'm gonna write down everything I do in my business. It's not all gonna come to you. So the goal is for you to keep a notepad on your phone or to keep a little notebook in your purse or your briefcase that you carry around with you everywhere. And every time you go to switch something up or do something different, you document what it is that you're doing, you put a timestamp next to it because you want to know how long it took you. And I promise you, when I got to the end of the two weeks, I thought I did a lot. Holy moly. I did not realize how much I did. Like I did not even realize how much I did until I got it on paper. So it gave me massive clarity in that regard. And then the second thing is I went back through that list and I circled everything that was actually dollar productive. So what things when I'm allocating my time to them are actually making the business money. And that's usually about your top 20%. The rest of that 80% was stuff that I was stuck in. And here's the thing, it's stuff that has to get done. It's stuff that like the business won't move forward if those things get done. It's just not dollar productive. It's more of that minutia of the business. And quite honestly, it wasn't the highest and best use of my time. Did it have to get done? Absolutely. Should Amanda be the one doing it? Not really. And so by identifying that, I had two things from that. So I went back and circled all the things that were dollar productive that my top 20% of my things that I needed to do that were dollar productive and the rest of that 80%. Now, Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day gave me clarity on where the bulk of my time was being spent it also became the job description for the next person that i needed to bring in my business because when i looked at how much money it would cost to do those things and what my dollar per hour rate was i realized oh my goodness i could hire somebody else to do this that's really good at it and pay them that amount of money because my dollar per hour rate is way too high to be doing this so that's what i would say do a time audit on where you're spending your time the next piece is leverage. And here's the deal. When I think about leverage, I think about it in two different ways. Leverage can be a system it can, or a process. It can also be a who. So when you think leverage, don't just go directly to, I need to hire the next person. What systems can you implement in your business to leverage you? One of my favorite systems in my business that leverage so much of my time is Calendly. How much time was I spending going back and forth with people trying to figure out what time works for you? Oh, that doesn't work for me. Here's what's better for me now for... I think it's $14.99 a month I spend. I have a Calendly link. I can send a link to somebody in my, for my calendar, and they can pick a time that works best for them. And what's great about Calendly is you can have multiple links. So if you've got links for customers, you can create one for that. And then maybe you've got links for your database or people that you want to build relationships with, and that's more like face-to-face meetings. You can have a link for that. You can have a link for anything that you want. And for $14.99, that leveraged me and bought me back, I would say, at least seven hours in my week just from scheduling appointments. So that is a great uh, example of a system. Now, I love to think in terms of free. There's a lot of free stuff out there. So if you're a business right now that maybe is Google-based, oh, my gosh like the Google suite, I, I literally think I spend six ninety nine dollars for my Google business suite. And there are so many applications in there that I'm able to use for it. I can use things like Google Forms to automate process. So where I had paper processes before, and we were having to scan and print and do all that, I don't have to do it anymore. People can just submit forms online for me now. I can also use um, Google Sites. So if you haven't familiarize yourself with Google Sites, I would highly recommend you Google that after we're done with this segment. Google Sites is like a free internal portal that you can use. This is something you can set up for people in your organization, and it can be an awesome place for people to go to for resources and find out processes and to house information. So there are lots and lots of free systems and processes out there. You just have to go find them. Almost everything that I use has a free version. All right, so now let's move to the people of leverage. So if you're thinking about hiring a who, I would first implore you to think about, can I outsource this? Because employees are fantastic. They're great. And we know that comes with a lot of responsibility. So maybe you're not ready for a full-time employee yet. However, you can outsource a project to a third party, or you could potentially outsource something to someone who's just working for you part-time so think about that what can i outsource can i do it per project can i outsource to a third party who maybe provides a service versus bringing on an employee if you're ready for that position and you're ready to bring on an employee awesome now bring someone on to leverage you that's a great way to make more money it feels like it's an expense in the beginning and yet if you get the right person to handle whatever it is that you need taken care of whether you outsource it or you bring someone in-house, then they are absolutely going to 3x or 4x whatever the amount of money you're spending on that expense. I think about it more like an investment. However, it is an expense to the business. And so they should be generating three or four times what they're actually costing you back in revenue to the business. The next thing that I want to talk about is sponsorships. Sponsorships are so awesome and they can work. I'm telling you, if you're working with someone that you are sending a massive amount of business to, they want to do more things with you. And sometimes then them sending you a referral right back is not something that's feasible. I'll give you a prime example. I work in the real estate space. And so if I was expecting for every referral or every deal that I sent to a lender that they were going to send me a referral right back, that's not really realistic because a lender's complete clientele is real estate agents. So we found other ways for our relationship to really work and benefit both of us, make it a win-win because our lender wanted to know, like, how do I work with you guys more? How do I spend more time on you? How do I love on you guys more? Because you guys are doing awesome things for my business. So we found a way for them to do sponsorship for us. And so sponsorships on things like client events. So when we went to set up a client event that might cost us $5,000 because we've got all these, you know, 300 clients we're inviting to it, we would get sponsors from those people that we were doing a lot of business with that wanted to in turn sponsor what we were doing. We would also have them sponsor things like team building events. So once a month, all of my entire team of 20 people would go and do something that was team building we might do laser tag or axe throwing or something like that and some of the sponsors whether they be our title company or they be our lender they'd be our home warranty person they wanted to sponsor those and it was a win-win for them because that was one-on-one time they got to spend with our team getting to know about us seeing how they can further help us what challenges we were dealing with and also It was a win for us because that was a cost that the team didn't have to incur. We got a sponsorship for that. So you can do those types of things in your business as well. So who do you have relationships with and how can you maximize that? If you're showing love to someone and they come back and say, I really want to show some more love to you. How can I do that? Talk about that. Or if you're receiving love from another business that you're doing business with and you want to go back and show love, sponsor something that they're doing. It's a great way to build that relationship even stronger. My next point is interns. Interns, I think, is something that is absolutely underutilized. And this is a way for you to get people into your organization that help leverage you. And it can absolutely be free or it can be minimal cost. And so I actually ran an internship program for four years when I was running the real estate team um, that I helped build. Excuse me. And so we did two types of internships. We did a college internship, and we also did a high school internship. So in your area, if they have high school students where they've got programs that um, they allow internship for, for us, it was seniors. So they had to be a senior in high school. And if they did the internship, which by the way, was unpaid, we weren't allowed to pay them because they were receiving credits for college. So they would come intern with us, and I would get these Um, these seniors in high school, I would get them four days a week, and I would get them for three hours a day, and they could help with a lot of the little stuff. They were stuffing envelopes for us. They were doing data entry for us. They were even running around and doing some things for us because um, they all had cars. Um, Most of them had jobs, and so they were absolute, and they had to go through a whole process. They had to do an interview with me. They had to send me their resume. I had to bring them on. I did reviews with them, so not only was I able to give back to the youth in our community, I also Also had an opportunity to have interns in my organization same thing with college interns now with the college interns we paid them and it was just minimum wage they got a credit for it they had to write a whole paper on it so internships is absolutely something that I feel like is underutilized with businesses especially small businesses and yet you can do it so think about interns in your area the next point I'm gonna make is contests and incentives within your organization so it might cost you two or $300 if you're running an awesome contest with your team. And yet the amount of business that they're going to bring in because of it is going to come back tenfold. So do some type of sales contest. The person that gets the most... Some Whatever it is that you're selling leads for whatever it is that you're selling or the person that sets the most appointments that are qualified appointments. That's one that we used to run quite often. The person that sets the most listing appointments and they have to be qualified and there is a criteria for qualified in the next 30 days gets to you know, gets $500 cash or gets a weekend getaway to, and we would give them three different places that they could go to. So it might be a small cost up front. And yet the amount of appointments, qualified appointments that they booked on the back end was huge for us. It was an opportunity for us to make more money, get more clients. So run some type of contest and have incentives. Now you can also do this with your sphere of influence or your database. I call it reverse prospecting that you can absolutely say, you know what, I'm going to blast this out to every in my sphere of influence. And I'm going to say for the next 14 days, I'm running a contest. I'm do- we're doing a giveaway, not I'm running a contest. We're doing a giveaway. And this giveaway is going to be an awesome green egg or a Yeti cooler or a Ninja grill. And so if you know anyone who's got real estate goals in 2022, and you're willing to pass their name along, your information will be put into a drawing for this Ninja grill. That's valued at $400. And that way you've got people calling into you. So it's reverse prospecting. So now they're calling you with information of of a lead. And now you've got a lead to call. That's a great way to make money in your business. So do some type of giveaway. Now, I wouldn't recommend that you blast that out all over social media because you might get wonk information. I would do it to like your core people, your database, your sphere. The next thing is referrals, which great segue, right? Referrals is a fantastic way. So are you asking for that? If I'm helping someone with the most important, one of the most important purchases of their life in real estate, yep, buying their next home, selling their next home, When we hit those milestones, you know, let's say we got through inspections and there wasn't anything crazy or we got the appraisal back and guess what? This buyer's already stepping into this purchase with $10,000 of equity. That's wonderful. I'm reaching out to give that update to that individual and I'm saying, you know what, Ramon, this is such great news. So I have to ask you, who else do you know? that would that could use the help that we're giving you right now in a real estate purchase? Who else can we help the way that we're helping you right now? We would love for you to connect us with that individual. So are you actually doing the ask for those referrals? Make sure that you are asking because people want to connect you with people. And when you're doing a great job of service for them, they want to refer you someone. They want you to treat their friends and family the way you're treating them. And my last point, and then we'll have about five minutes to open it up for questions or comments, is a business plan. If you don't have a business plan, and here's the deal about business plan, you have a goal that you set, and once you identify what it is that you want to accomplish and why it is you want to accomplish it, and it has to be a really great why, right, that you can focus on. The plan of action is the how, and I'm not always married to the how. The how can change. The how can pivot. The how can course correct. The what is what I'm married to. What's the goal? Why is it that I want it? That's what I'm married to. Have a plan of action though because a plan is going to give you clarity. Just know that the plan can change. So if you have to course correct, if you have to pivot, if you have to take a different approach, that's okay because that will happen. And yet it gives you more clarity. With a plan, you always know what the next step is or what the next step you're working towards is. And because it gives you clarity and you're focused, it just gives you that much more power to work towards the things that are really important in your business, thus netting you more money. So with that, I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to say if there's anybody who has any feedback, any questions, any input, open your mic, let me know who you are, and share. Amanda, this is Christina. Hi, Christina! Girl, such an amazing segment. Just wanted to tell you that this segment was straight fire. Thank you so much for all of the value that you provide. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure, my dear. I'm so glad you're here. Good to hear your voice. Anyone else? It's Jameika. Hey, Jamika. Hello? Hey, Jameika. Go ahead. Can you hear me? We, we can hear you, Jameika. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Amanda, the amazing Amanda doll. It was great. I love the part where you were talking about um, making sure that you have a dollar, the dollar for for. Am I the only one who lost her? No, I'm not sure. Nope. Not the only one. Oh,
0: Jamika,
1: we lost you, my dear. Yeah, try that again. We lost you, doll. Oh, can you hear me now? I'm sorry. You got it. Go ahead. Okay, so my favorite part were when you were saying, you know, the dollar per your time. Um, because I feel like a lot of times that I'm doing a lot, but I'm not accomplishing everything that I want to really accomplish. Um, and so that was a good Um, learn from me, a good takeaway is to go ahead and write everything
0: down, circle out those things um, where I can see that dollar per time
1: and start to get other people to come in and work to do the other things that are less valuable, I guess you could say. But thank you so much. Yes. And I'm telling you so many times I talked to my people all day long and so many times they go, I think I'm ready for that next hire. I have no idea what they would do. And that's a perfect way. Like that 80%, that is their job description. Now, you know what they would do because it's all the things you shouldn't be doing. And quite honestly, probably don't want to do anyway. That's their job description. So that's step one. I love that you took that away. Who else?
0: Hey, Amanda TM, uh, great segment is what, what's already been stated, but I'll tell you the, the chart of accounts that you started off with, um, I don't think we can, can, can let that, uh, you know, pass. That is major, right? You started off with that because foundationally that is everything. You mentioned cost of sale. I don't think uh, a lot of people even consider cost of sale as an expense, right? Uh, and then you talked about the, the Google uh, resources, man, my mind was blown. Um, because I just bumped into Google Sites uh, a few months ago. But just uh, that entire Google suite, I mean, this segment has stated fire. We appreciate you, TM.
1: I appreciate you so much, TM. And yes, Google sites changed my life. It was literally, I was running a team of 20, a real estate team of 20. And those guys were on the go, those guys and gals, excuse me, were on the go. And so it, from an operational standpoint, it was like, oh my gosh, every time we had a new document for the contract or every time we had a new addendum or something like they literally were having to either get one of us to email it to them, or they were having to come back to the office because we didn't know if they had the most up-to-date one on their computer. Google Sites changed everything for us. It was an internal portal that people could log into. It's just like a one page. And literally, our procedures and guidelines manual was on there. We had training videos on there. We had documents that they would need. We had forms that they could fill out. And you can link everything. You can link your Google Drive. You can link your Google Forms. It was all right there. And it was free with our Google Suite. So it was a total game changer for us. So I'm, I love that you brought that up. We've got time for one more before I pass it on to the amazing Bill. Anyone else?
0: Doctor Connor here. What what you said about um internship I thought was really, really interesting because right now there's such a change in the world and I think if people have little money and they want to start off and get skills from other people and, and you know those are the right people to allow into your business because it strikes me that internship is kind of similar to commission, commission based sales. And what you find with commission based sales is a lot of people that show up that are confident of what they're going to do and they've drive. So I think you'll attract that type of people. So just want to say that to Gordon. Dr.
1: Connor. Thank you. And I'm telling you, it was just as much of a win for me as it was for them because I got to pour back into the youth. You know, those are going to be the future leaders. And so if they had an opportunity to learn from our company, I was so grateful to give that back. So I appreciate you all. Thank you.